That was B.J. Palmer's last written words before he passed on in 1961. Um, B.J., in The Glory of Going On, uh, he published two more books after this, but it was actually, they were published after his passing. But this is his last words before he passed. Um, and they mean a lot to me. I first heard them uh, from Dr. Sid years ago, the person who created this institution. And the thing that I think is so important, I want you to remember about this uh, class. If you remember nothing about this class, there's two things that you really got to recall. And here are the two things. Number one is the sentence there. It says, the burdens are heavy, responsibilities are many. Right? So what does that mean? That means this is no easy road. Right? There is, this is no easy road. This isn't simple. This isn't easy. You know, getting through life university, not simple or easy. Right? And people can say, well, it's not as hard as this, not as hard. Yeah, that's true. It may not be hard as this or that. But getting through life university, this is grueling. Right? This is a very grueling program. So just to get through this university or any other place, this is very grueling. So you have to understand, you've already been through this. The burdens have already been heavy. Responsibilities are many. But here's my take on things. Like, I don't know where you are. You're in 10th quarter, 9th quarter, 11th quarter, whatever it is. I don't know if you're in student clinic or outpatient clinic or whatever clinic you might happen to be, or not even a clinic yet. Whatever it happens to be, I'm telling you that you are chiropractic. I'm telling you that you will have part responsibility of what happens in the future. You know, I'm 55, <clears throat> like he said in a paragraph before, he said, there's a time I'm not going to be here, right? I'm going to keep on passing the torch as much as I can. You know, my dad was in the military. He was in World War II. He was in the Navy. And in the Navy, this is what they taught him. Not on my watch, right? Not on my watch, right? I'm going to do everything I can so that we win. Right? So it won't be my fault, right? It'll not be on my watch that this happens. So what I'm asking you guys to really think of is, like when you graduate, you guys got a big responsibility and it's not just about your office. It's not about paying off your student loans, right? It's, this isn't, the reason chiropractic is stuck in the rut that we are in is because we're so me-centric. Everything is about my office and my success and my this, and nobody thinks about the greater good of A, chiropractic, and B, the people and the kids especially, right? We have a big job to do, and it's up to you if you want to do it. And it doesn't have to be kids, you know, I'm, I like kids. It doesn't have to be kids, but here's an article, Wall Street Journal, last week, right? We're not the only ones talking about this. Right? We're over-medicating our children. We're not the only ones talking about this. The use of drugs as a quick fix doesn't help kids become resilient to stress or emotionally mature. Right? That's not a chiropractor talking. This is a psychoanalyst talking. This is another professional in a, from another profession saying the same thing we are. Here's what Reggie Gold said about chiropractic a number of years ago. He passed away. He's another great chiropractic philosopher. Reggie Gold said this, chiropractic will survive with or without us. Do you get that? Chiropractic will survive with or without us. So if we blow it and lose chiropractic and become a modality or become just like, you know, been taken over by some other profession 
or whatever it is that, that so many people would love to salivate and see us be the opioid fixer-uppers, right? The opioid epidemic fixer-uppers. There's nothing wrong with us taking care of back pain, right? But that's not my job. I'm not a substitute for opioids. I'm not, a, so I'm not an alternative or I'm not complementary to anything, right? What I do is special and different. A mom came in last week with a baby who had two months old, horrible colic and reflux, already been on Prevacid and didn't work and Pepsid and didn't work and she was sick of this so she pulled this stuff up and that, the kid's just crying and crying all the time. One adjustment. She came in Monday. One adjustment, she said it was a miracle. She said, you touched that kid, by that night the kid slept, never cried since. She said, what did you do? What magic did you do? I said, I didn't do anything, right? What we did was we allowed the power in that little girl to turn itself back on, right? That's the magic. That's the power, right? This article, if you read this article on Wall Street Journal from last week, right? This isn't 10 years ago. This is last week. What they're talking about is, and, and there's a great article. It's all these studies after study after study. I'm sorry, I can't pull it up. It's on my computer, I can't, but on this computer, I can't. <clears throat> all these uh, studies from medical journals saying how they are, in order to take care of a child and before we put them on medication, we're supposed to do other things, but that's not happening. So what other things might they sh you know, possibly do? Right? What, we should be in that mix. Right? Chiropractic should be in that mix, because this is the stuff that I see. This is the stuff that I see all the time. Right? And why aren't we seeing more and more kids? Why are we only, we're only seeing 10% of the population of adults. We're probably seeing a half a percent of the kids in the country. I have chiropractors, I just spoke in Dallas and there was a chiropractor in the audience. He said, you know, I haven't taken care of a kid in my whole life. I'm starting out now. I want to start and start taking care of kids. But we weren't taught that. You know, there are chiropractic schools out there now who aren't teaching cervical adjusting. There are even chiropractic schools out there who aren't teaching adjusting at all. How do you, what? How is that a chiropractic school? I'm sorry. Are you missing something here? We're just going to talk about what we could do, but we won't actually do it. And you can get a degree in chiropractic, and then, but what would you do? When you graduated, if you didn't learn to do a chiropractic adjustment, and you went to four years of school, what would you do? I don't know. But here's what, what, what BJ was saying, to go back to what BJ was saying, right? We have in our possession a sacred trust. Guard it well. Here's my question to you guys. My question to you guys is what are you going to do? And my question, my second question is when? My suggestion is now. The kids need it now. The adults, they need it now. The grandmas and grandpas, they need it now. They need it now. This isn't about getting bare minimums in clinic, you know. It's not about, I'm, I'm going to get 251 adjustments. You know, just one over, just so I can, whew, just, that's not what it's about. This is about maximum. 
This is about seeing as many people as we can in the shortest period of time. This is about changing what you do on Facebook so that it isn't just posting about what you're eating and who you're with and what great band you're listening to. It's about chiropractic. Like, why don't you make all your posts about chiropractic? Everything you do. Imagine if all the people who you're friends with who aren't chiropractors, right? And every time they go like this and they swipe through Facebook, they see a chiropractic message and a chiropractic message and a chiropractic message. And you know what made me think about this? Is yesterday, someone put a post on and it was one of our patients, a friend of one of our patients, and he said, why don't we take over Facebook for baseball? I'm like, you know what? That's just not important. Baseball is great, go Braves, but it's just not important, right? Comparison to like the life of a kid, right? Or the life of an adult, or life of a grandma, or life of an athlete. I think rating things, like, yeah, I probably would rather see a lot more baseball on Facebook than the junk I see now, but wouldn't it be great if we saw chiropractic? And who's gonna do that? It's gonna be you guys, right? So stop just posting about what a great meal you're having and start posting something about chiropractic every day, every day, make it a habit. And then when you get into your practice and you have your own practice, you know, Facebook, now you're gonna start Facebook posting every day about chiropractic, chiropractic. Make it, make it a learning tool for the public, right? Because what else, what else can we do to guard it well? That's what I want you to think about. I want you to have like discussions with your friends to say, what can I do to guard it well? What else can I do? What can I do as a student? You can do a lot. You can reach a lot of people with your social media presence and influence and with the people that you touch and work on all the time, you can do a lot of good, right? Because otherwise, what's gonna happen is this. You see this, the Wall Street Journal article I showed you before, which says we're over-medicating our children. What it's gonna say in 10 years or 20 years if we don't do something about this is oops, right? That's what it's gonna be. It's gonna be oops, we should have listened, right? We really blew it. So it's really up to you. How are you going to guard it well?